0: 21st precinct charging water shooting where yeah who is it that shot oh you don't huh where's the man with the gun where you are in the muster room at the 21st precinct the nerve center a call is coming through you will follow the action taken pursuant to that call from this minute until the final report is written in the 124 room At the 21st Precinct. All right. I'll send the officers right over there. Don't worry about that. I'll send you ambulance, too. You'll just wait outside and show them where it is, okay? Yeah. You're
1: welcome. 21st Precinct. It's just lines on a map of the city of New York. Most of the 173,000 people wedged into the nine-tenths of a square mile between Fifth Avenue and East River, wouldn't know if you ask them that they lived or worked in the 21st. Whether they know it or not, the security of their homes, their prisons, and their property is the job of the men of the 21st precinct. The
0: 21st, 160 patrolmen, 11 sergeants, and 4 lieutenants of whom I'm the boss. My name is Kennelly, Frank Kennelly. I'm captain in command of the 21st. I was working my night tour. At 12.15 a.m. on post number 9, which covers three square blocks between 1st and York Avenues, patrolman James Joseph Cronin rang into the station house as soon as he reached his post. Then, as is required, he began on 1st Avenue the job of trying the front door of every business establishment. Grill there oh, it's the trouble. Some guy got shot. Who? I don't know. Some guy. Well, who shot him? Some other guy. I don't know. Were you in there? Yeah, I was in there. I didn't pay no attention no, until I heard the shot. Bang. Like, to jump through the ceiling there. Uh, when did it happen? Just now? Yeah, just now. A minute ago. Less. Where'd the man go to do the shooting? I don't know. He ran out the door. Did you see which way he went? Look, he was the guy with the gun. I wasn't too curious about chasing him. they in there, right here, okay. right back there in the booth I, I was sitting at the bar there they were talking to jerry That's in the bar who is he jerry what oh hello mr corner there's some mess huh some thing i got here who is he i don't know i've seen him around i call him mac everybody calls him mac i don't know his full name he was with him what's his name
2: I don't
0: know, officer, Mac. You were out with him tonight. Don't you know his name? I met him in a bar over on 2nd Avenue. Matt, that's all I know. I don't even know that. What do you think, Mr. Crone, You think he's had it? They don't look like any spark of life in them to me. I'll get a man to over here. I called, Mr. Crone. I called in the police department. I've got to call again. You do? They said they were sending the cops in an ambulance over here. Uh, Patrolman Cronin, 21st Precinct. There's a man shot and it looks like homicide at 3646 1st Avenue. In a bar and grill? Yeah. That's right. Okay. Oh, would you connect me with the 21st? Thanks. I didn't call the precinct on to headquarters. Uh, hello, Sergeant. Patrolman Cronin, post number 9. Uh, there's a man shot and it looks like a homicide in the uh, bar and grill, 3646 1st Avenue. Oh, yeah? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. I had it. Well, I told you, I told him. Well,
2: now, what happens now? What's your name? Anna. Anna worried.
0: Where do you live? 7.35, East 8.97. Hey, Jerry, can you turn that to the box? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, Mr. Cronin. Right away. I'll do it. You never saw him before tonight?
2: No, I never saw him. I was in that bar over on 2nd Avenue. Oh,
0: what bar is that?
2: Oh, we know the name of
0: it. Uh, who introduced you to him? No,
2: buddy. just got to talking
0: and invited me to have a drink. What's your name? Uh, Joe Hanks. What? Hanks. You didn't see what happened? No, I was drinking beer at the bar with my back, turned I missed <clears throat> it's off, Mr. Cronin. Thanks, Jerry. Uh, was there anyone else in here when it happened? No, just them back here in the booth and Joe was at the bar. Yeah, I was at the bar. I didn't see nothing. My back was turned. Isn't that right, Jerry? I was talking to you. I well, where did this thing. man with the gun come from? Well, he came in the front door, Mr. Cronin. You got to look at him? sure, I got a look at him. I got a look at him when he came in. And instead of coming to the bar, he headed back there to the booth. Did he order a drink? Didn't have any time to order any drink. He, he didn't sit down. Just walked there to the booth where these people were sitting.
2: Yeah, and then he come up to where Mac and I were sitting, and he stopped right there, and he says, hello, Mac. And Mac says, hello, Phil. And then he says, I don't like the one that came in, yeah. the one Mac called Phil. He said, I don't like what you've been doing, Mac, the woods, for that effect. And then he just pulled out a gun and he shot him. And I was sitting right there. I was sitting right across from him. And he just pulled out a gun and he shot him. How
0: do you like that? Ever yeah, seen a fellow before? No, I never seen him. What would I see him? You know him, Jerry? No, oh, I can't say that I do. And you know me. I'm, I'm pretty long on places. How about you? Well, I told you my bathroom. I was sitting at the bar there drinking a beer and talking. Oh, Jerry, hi, oh, Jerry. What do you think? You think he's dead? He do not look like he's breathing. I am not see
2: him,
0: Who's that? Cronin? Yes, Sergeant Cronin. What have we got? A shooting. Uh, did the call come through ambulance responding, Sergeant? Yeah. You don't need no ambulance. You
2: need
0: to hurry. What do these people got to do with the colonel? Uh, they're witnesses. This is Van Sergeant. She was with him. This is he who was sitting at the bar. And uh, Jerry Gerard, this is his place. All right, Jerry. you better get on behind the bar there. Yes, Sergeant. Behind the bar. And you better get over there with him. Who, me? Uh, yeah, you. Okay, sure. Right where I was sitting when it happened, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. And you sit down right here, ma'am. Do I
2: have to
0: stay the clothes him?
2: Just
0: sit down. All right. The only name any of these people know him by is Max, Sergeant. He said she met him in a bar over on 2nd Avenue tonight. I came over here for a drink. Then a the man came into place, walked up to the table. Max addressed the other man as Phil. Phil pulled out a gun, shot him, and walked out the door. Is there any provocation there?
2: What's that provocation?
0: Did he threaten him?
2: Oh, no, he didn't threaten him.
0: Did they have words?
2: The only words Max said were, hello, Phil. That's not provocation, is
0: it? No. I don't guess it is. Within a few minutes, an ambulance from Metropolitan Hospital arrived, and the victim of the shooting was pronounced dead by the ambulance surgeon. Within 20 minutes, a deputy medical examiner had arrived and completed a preliminary examination. Before the body was removed to the morgue, it was fingerprinted by a detective from the homicide squad and searched by patrolman Cronin, the first member of the force on the scene. All personal property, with the exception of clothing, was removed from the body to be taken to the station house and turned over to the desk officer. How about his back pocket, Cronin? Let's see, Lieutenant. Oh, wait a minute. Vitaly. Yes, Lieutenant. Help roll him over so he can look in his back pocket. Yes, sir. Okay, I got you. Thank you, sir. Home? Here's a wallet, Lieutenant. All right, open it up. Any money? Uh, $12 in bills. $2,002, $1. Any cards in there? Um, Yes, sir. Here's a union card. Oh, a social security card. That's the name. Frank McLeese. Mm -hmm. M-A-C-L-I-S-E. Here's a selected service registration card. Under the name of Frank McLeese. How old is he? A card dated 1946, we Oh, he's 18 years old in 1946. (laughs) What's the address on the card? Uh, 3722 Lexington Avenue. That address probably isn't good anymore, Lieutenant 1946. Yeah. Well, here's an operator's license, Lieutenant. Motor vehicle, Yes, sir. What's the address on that? Uh 821 East 80th Street, Lieutenant. Anything else in there? Okay. Yes, Captain, over here. All right, Cornell. Go ahead and make your inventory. I'll look at the stuff to station hops again. Yes, sir. Get an identification on him, man? Yes, Captain. According to the cards in his pocket, his name is Frank the Police. M-A-C-L-I-S-E. resides at 821 East 80th Street. Or dead until recently. There was a motor vehicle operator's license to that address in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did you talk to the girl yet, man? I'm going to right now. Well, that shouldn't be too hard for you. No, I don't think so. Who told you to pick up a strange man in a bar? How did I know he
2: was going to get
0: shot? What's the trouble, all right? Mm -hmm. Well, she's worried. She has to get to work at 8 o'clock in the morning.
2: Well, I do. And you know what time it is now? It's almost 2 o'clock,
0: and I won't get any sleep at all. I don't think any of us will. Captain, this is Miss Anna Voorhees, Captain Tinelli, commanding officer of the 21st Precinct. How do you do? Hello. Are you positive you're not acquainted with Mac's full name?
2: I told you. I only met him tonight, or last night, that is. The
0: name's Frank McLeese. Does that mean anything to you?
2: What should it mean anything to me? That
0: was his full name.
2: Oh, was it? It appears to be. Well, it probably could be if they call him Mac. Max. Look, Captain, could you tell them to let me go home? They don't seem to realize how long I've been here, and I've got to get to work at eight o'clock in the morning.
0: Well, this case is in the hands of the detectives, Miss. Well, hey,
2: you're a captain, aren't you? You could do something
0: about it. Oh, well, I'm afraid I can't. Take her into the station house, will you, Novak? Yes, sir.
2: Station house. What do I have
0: to go in there for? Let's talk to the bartender.
2: Hello,
0: Jerry. Oh, hi, Lieutenant. Captain, how are you? Oh, I'm all right, Jerry. Why does something like this always have to happen to me? Well, it didn't quite happen to you. Well, I mean, I, I mean in my place. Boy, I never should have unlocked the door today. Today was a big nothing from beginning to end. Didn't seem to open up. The man's name was Frank McLeese, Jerry. Does that mean anything to you? Frank McLeese? Yeah, that's right. Like... No, no, I can't say it does. I told you he didn't come in here very much, maybe two or three times before I recognized him. I heard some of the people he was with call him Mac, you know? I didn't know whether that was his name or whether they just called him Mac, like some people call everybody Mac. Frank McLeese. Frank McLeod. Yes. didn't mean a thing to me. What is this guy? Not to somebody else to come in and shoot up a place of business. What's the matter with him? What makes a guy like that sick, Captain? I don't know, Jerry. When we get him, we'll wind him up and find out.
1: You are listening to 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way police work in the world's largest city. Those schoolrooms your children have just gone back to, are they overcrowded, understaffed, and poorly equipped? The schoolhouse itself, is
0: it used? Years- Thus, the homicide investigation was underway. Detectives McInerney and Howard were sent to the East 80th Street address, found on a card in the murder victim's wallet. The building there was an old law tenement. On a mailbox, they saw the name Frank McLeese. The super of the building admitted the detectives to the flat. There, they found little that would aid them in the investigation. The super knew nothing about his tenants, other than the fact that he lived alone and that he was once an employee of some dry cleaning establishment. Other detectives of the 21st Squad and of the Homicide Squad were busy trying to trace the killer, about whom they knew one principal fact. His first name was Phil. At 3.25 a.m., sector car number two and the sergeant's car answered a call to 590 East 77th Street. A resident of the building had complained of a disturbance in the hall. The disturbance was over by the time the officers arrived, but after they talked to a Mrs. Cotella about whom the complaint was made, Sergeant Waters put in a call for the detective. Detectives Vitali and Novak arrived at 3.40 a.m. and walked up the steps to the second floor. What did he say? In the rear? Yeah, in the rear. I don't know if he's there. That door's standing open. Yeah. Sergeant Waters? Yeah. Come in. Hi, Sergeant. Sergeant? Mr. Tillard? Mm-hmm. This is Detective Novak and Detective Vitalik. How do you do? Hello, Mr. Tillard. How
2: do you do? Look, I have. See what all this fuss is about with the It was just an argument between me and my husband, and that's all.
0: He said he had a gun, didn't
2: he? No, I didn't see it. I didn't even see him. I didn't even open the door for him. He's the one that said he had a gun. Maybe he's just trying to scare me, that's all.
0: He scared you enough so you wouldn't open a door, didn't
2: he? What would you do? Would you open the door for your husband if he was out there in the hall drunk and hollering and beating on the door and he says he has a gun and he's going to kill you? Well, would you open the door for him? Well, you bet you might. You wouldn't leave get out.
0: Well, you two certainly didn't make enough noise. You woke up the whole building. Oh,
2: let him be awake. Nobody in this building ever did anything for me anyway.
0: Listen, Mrs. Catella. You said he might come back, didn't you?
2: Well, he lives here. Sure he's going to come back.
0: Supposing he does have a gun? Now what we ought to do is have these detectives find him before he does come back and see whether he's got a gun or not. Don't you think that'd be a good idea? Oh, I guess it
2: would.
0: You're telling me you had a picture of him. Why don't you go get it so we can show it to the detectives? Oh. It'll give them an idea of what he looks like. Well,
2: you so just wait here. He's bound to come back. Now, don't see where he's got
0: to go? He's got no place else to go. Why don't you get the
2: picture? Oh, all right, if you want it.
0: Yeah, we'd uh, we'd like to see it. I'll well, see if I can find it. There
2: someplace in some place in the bedroom.
0: What's it all about, Sergeant? I, uh, I just wanted to get out of here a minute. Yeah? One of the neighbors said he did have a gun. The neighbor saw it. And do you know what the husband's name is? What? Phil. Oh. Phil Capella. Yeah. he? Yep. And he puts a description of that guy, all right. Well, did we ask you ask her anything about that too? No, I didn't mention it. I thought I'd wait until you fellas get Nice. Thanks a lot. Oh, listen, though did you see my car down the street? I told I to put it around the corner in case her husband's been walking back here. It's around the corner. You didn't ask anything about the shooting? No, I figured she might know where her husband went. She he doesn't know about the shooting, maybe she'll tell you. Well, I found it. Right. I only one of them snapshots. I made it myself out right in the park last summer. Well, maybe it was the summer before. I don't know. Well, look there. You see? There's trees in the
2: background. I made it in Central Park.
0: About uh, how tall is your husband? Oh, he's
2: about...
0: Five, nine, or ten, I guess. Mm-hmm. Has he
2: still got that mustache? Oh, he still got it. <laughs> he was a prize the way he takes care of it. I wish he'd save it off.
0: When's his first name, Mister Capella? Phil. How old is he? He's
2: twenty-six. He was twenty-six last June.
0: Do you know where he got that gun?
2: Well, listen, I don't know for sure that he had a gun. He only said he did. I didn't open the door to find out.
0: There wasn't any reason for him to lie, was it?
2: He can lie without a reason
0: before he came up here with a gun, what time did you see him last?
2: Well, it was about 6.30 last night. He came home from work, and I gave him some dinner, and he went right out of the house. He was pretty mad about something. I don't know what it was. He just went right out of the house. That
0: gun he was supposed to have, did uh, did he keep a gun in the house?
2: Well, I never saw it. If he had a gun, he must have got it someplace tonight while he was out.
0: Where were you when he came home?
2: It was 2.30 in the morning. I was in bed asleep.
0: And he woke you up?
2: Yeah, oh, he woke me up. When he patted on that door, he woke up the whole building. But that's why the cops came.
0: Didn't he have a key? Oh,
2: a key wouldn't have done him no good. I bolted it from the inside. Well, any man that walks out after supper and doesn't come home anymore until 2.30 in the morning deserves to get bolted out. Why didn't you let him in? Well, I didn't want to get shot, that's why. You
0: haven't any idea where he might have gone?
2: No. Well, if you'll wait long enough, you will be back here.
0: Ms. Catello, do you happen to know a woman named Ann Voorhees?
2: Ann Voorhees? That's right. No. no. I don't know anybody by that name.
0: Do you happen to know a man named Frank McLeese?
2: Oh, sure. I know Frank McLeese. What's Frank got to do with this? How well do you know him? Oh, I know him pretty well. He's a good friend of mine. Well, I don't understand what he's got to do with this, though.
0: Does Frank live at, uh... 821
2: East Stadia Street. Uh, Yeah, that's where he lives. Does your
0: husband know
2: Frank?
0: Very nice. How well does he know him? Oh, pretty
2: well. I mean, as well as you do? Oh, no, not as well as I do. You know Frank McClee better than your husband does. Yes, I'd say I do. Uh, Look, I don't want you to drag Frank into anything here. I've had enough trouble with Phil over Frank now. Enough trouble. I just don't want any more.
0: Now, what kind of trouble did you have with your husband over Frank? Uh,
2: Well... Bill accuses me of going with him. He says I run around with him all the time when he would work. but well, he just stands there and accuses me of it. Just madder and madder and hollers all over the place. He says I run around with him. He calls me every name in the book.
0: Well, you don't have to put up with that,
2: do you? Well, to tell you the truth, there's not much I can do. It's plain fact. Oh, well, I see. Well, what's Frank got to do with it? You have not told me that yet.
0: Frank got himself shot tonight.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Well, how'd he get himself shot? Was he hurt bad? Well, how bad is he hurt? He's dead. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. I'm sorry, Mrs. Catello. Oh,
0: my goodness. These fellas don't need me anymore, do they? No, uh, no, Sergeant, thanks a lot. Oh, my goodness. I'd better get back on the job. Oh, thank i see
2: you. Christ, my goodness.
0: Yeah.
2: That's awful. It's horrible. It sure is. Oh, who shot him? Hey, don't tell
0: me it was Phil. Phil had a gun, and Frank was shot. Oh.
2: Add him up. What the did
0: they do? Did they have a fight? It wasn't much of a fight. Frank was sitting in his bar on First Avenue with this person I asked about, this, uh, Anna Boris
2: He was? What
0: was he doing with her? Well, he just met her a couple of hours earlier. Oh? Phil walked into the bar, said hello to Max, pulled out the gun and shot him. Just like that? Just like that. Oh, my
2: goodness. Hey, he's liable able to come back here and shoot me. Oh, you know, I just had a feeling when I didn't let him in. I just had a feeling that he was going to do something like this. He had trouble
0: on his mind. If he told you he had a gun, he must have had trouble on his mind. The detectives reported the information they had obtained to Lieutenant King, and he instructed them to remain at the place on a plant in the event the husband, Phil Cotella, did show up. Two more detectives were sent over to the address to cover the outside of the building. In addition, a detailed and accurate description of the suspect was given to each patrolman as he made his hourly ring into the station house. At 4.40 a.m., patrolman Mercado spotted a man loitering in a doorway on 75th Street near 2nd Avenue. He approached the man to question him. As he neared the doorway, the man fired two shots at the officer. Both missed. The man, who appeared to answer the description of Phil Cotella, ran into the rubble left by the wrecking of a half-square block of old buildings to make room for a new junior high school. Patrolmen Coley and Eisman in sector number four heard the shots and joined the chase. While Mercado and Eisman followed the suspect into the pile of bricks and stones, Coley called into the communications bureau by radio for assistance. The area was quickly surrounded. At five in the morning, Lieutenant King, Sergeant Waters, and I held a conference on the sidewalk alongside a parked detective cruiser. All uh, right. Well, there's two things we can do, Captain. We can either go in and get him, or we can wait for him to come out. I mean, we could wait a long time for him to come out, man. All right, stay behind cover, Yamagata. Want to get your head shut off? He's well protected in there. He can see us coming. We can't see him. That's the only thing I don't like, Captain. You want to try to talk him out, man? I don't know how much good talking is going to do with this fellow. It takes take a lot more than talking if you ask me, Captain. Well, we can try it. If you stay here too long, we'll have the whole neighborhood up and on the street. That won't help us any. Oh, sure won't. we better go in after him. OK. Who are those two men over there, Sergeant? Callie and Makato Get them over here. Yes, sir. Callie, Makato. Yes, sir. No back. Callie. Yes, OK, Lieutenant. All right, Makato. Take a walk around. Tell all the men we're going in after the guy. Tell them to stay out and get behind cover. All right, Makato, get going. Yes, sir i get this i'm only going to say it once real the winds through that break in the fence we're working three teams of two sergeant waters knifman missus battalion novak captain Kennelly and myself as soon as we get inside i want to talk to him i want to see if i can talk him out watch yourself some cover and get behind it this boy killed one man tonight and he took two shots at a police officer i'm not going to stop now all right now You all set? Yes. Um, Okay, let's go. Dragon. Stay low. Oh. Where do you think he is, man? We'll try to find out, Captain. Phil, what do you say? You had a big night. Wanna call it quits? What do you say, Phil? Let's move up a little bit now. I'll go ahead. You color me. Okay, Matt. Go ahead. Over there. Yeah. There he is. <coughs> down. Stay down. There he is, Ben. There he is. I see him. Phil, you better call it a night. What do you say? All right.
2: Okay,
0: do will shoot it. Okay. Come on out here. Put your hands high in the air. Come out here. There he
2: comes.
0: Come on, Phil. This way. I'm
2: coming, I'm
0: coming. Don't shoot at me. Stop there. Throw that gun over here. Come on, throw it. All right, come ahead. Okay, let's go. He
2: those
0: hands up, Phil. Okay, we've got him. Oh, took you a long time to get smart, Bill. This guy will never be smart. What do you think it gets you to kill somebody over a woman? Oh, I don't care about her. There are lots of women. You know what she did? She gave my best suit of clothes, my very best suit of clothes. That led me the wrong way, I wondered what it was, Phil. So I knew it must have been something serious. 21st Street, Sergeant Waters. Well, where's this? Yeah. Yeah. You hit a fire hydrant? Or was it down? Yeah. Really sprouting, huh? And so it goes, around the clock, through the week, every day, every year. The police precinct in the city of New York is a flesh-and-blood merry-go-round. Anyone can catch the brass ring. Or the brass ring can catch anyone.
1: 21st Precinct, a factual account of the way the police work in the world's largest cities is presented with the official cooperation of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association, an organization of more than 20,000 members of the Police Department, City of New York. Everett Sloan in the role of Captain Kennelly, Ken Lynch as Lieutenant King. Featured in tonight's cast were Hildy Park, Eileen Palmer, Harold Stone, Larry Haynes, Bill Lipton, Bill Quinn, John Sylvester, and Bill Smith. Written and directed by Stanley Niff, produced for CBS Radio by John Ives. George Bryan speaking.